I'm making an executive decision. Uh oh. We're moving into the summer. I think this summer we're gonna cover just summer movies. Summer movies slash kids in danger. Sweep the lick. You have a problem with that. Welcome to the Project Gen X Retro Summer Series 2022. Sarah, beware. I have been generous up until now, but I can be cruel. Starting in May and ending in August, we will review the summer movies from our youth that include Tron. I still don't understand why you want to break into the system. Because, man, somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence. If I got in far enough, I could reconstruct it. Adventures in babysitting. Don't fuck with the babysitter. The Goonies. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. Back to the future. Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? What? And so much more. We talked into the night. The kind of talk that seemed important until you discover girls. If I can only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pass. Cherry flavor pass. Along the way, we will also sprinkle in some non-movie goodness that will remind us what it was like to be a kid when the socks were high, the shorts were extra short, and there wasn't a cell phone to be seen. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. Who wants to call somebody? So sit back and join Big Dave, Barry, and myself, Alan Smith, to relive the magic of the 80s and the retro summer. Ready? Never, so just go on because well, I'm already I, recording. I knew you pushed the button. <laughs> Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with. I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And I'm Barry. Barry. And today we will be covering the 1985 movie Back to the Future. We have to go back to the future. Sorry. Oh. Uh, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll so uh, this is, I mean, when we were putting together the retro summer, this movie was like one of the top. Like, oh, oh yeah, this, this movie's going no, on. No, there's no ifs ands buts about it. Um, it. Not only was he unsupervised by parents, he he went to a completely different timeline. Uh, timeline, yeah. where, and, he, uh, where he ended up like, well, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. Right? <laughs> Believe me, Ick. you're gonna you're gonna like my summary. So. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. Scared? <laughs> I am so scared. I doubt that highly. All right. Uh, well, let's go over the stats here first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stats. The 1985, July 3rd, 1985. Yes, by the way. so we're yeah right there at well, that, that as that we were recording spot. this. Where yeah. you know, yeah. um, directed by and directed and written by Robert Zemeckis. Yes, it was the one that put him on the map. Starring mm-hmm. is Marty McFly. Or, you know, initially he wasn't the first one, but we'll get into that yeah, later. Well, that's, mm. Eric Stoltz, uh, to Michael J. Fox. Uh, you probably knew him from Family Ties. Mm-hmm. That was uh, his big thing at the time, even yes. though he had been in other stuff. Yeah. As Dr. Emmett Doc Brown from Taxi. Taxi, yes. Is Christopher Lloyd. Well, always remember him. Reverend Jim. Yep. Leah Thompson playing a couple of roles, actually. She played Lorraine, ba- Lorraine Baines McFly. Um. There's some saying that she actually bounced back and forth between the two of it, but that's a different story. We'll get into that later, too. Playing George McFly. <laughs> the weirdest of the weird. Your hero and mine, Crispin Glover. Mm-hmm. Playing the villain, Biff Tanner. One of the funniest human beings, if you ever get yes. a chance to hear his stand-up. He is, he is amazing. Is Thomas F. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing Jennifer Parker, the the... Finally, playing Jennifer Parker because there was actually two people that yeah, was cast in it. Uh, Claudia Wells playing Dave McFly, Marty's brother, was Mark McClure. Mm-hmm. 
playing his sister Linda was Wendy Jo Sperber. Yes, who was in a ton of a ton stuff. of probably most famous for um, um, nineteen forty one. Um, no, um, the one the the TV show with Tom Hanks and Peter Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten yeah. about that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, Elsa Raven played the clock tower clock tower lady. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, we'll get to the cameo in a minute. Oh, the cameo's the best. Oh yeah, Richard Duran and Jeff Ohako played the Libyan terrorists. We got to get to those guys. Mm-hmm. Playing Lorraine's parents, Sam and Stella Barnes, was George Desenzo and Francis McCain. I didn't mm-hmm. really find much that they could yep. do. However, playing her older brother, her younger brother, excuse me, uh, Jason, Milton. Jason Hervey. Was Jason yeah. Hervey from The Wonder Years. Oh, and Pee-wee's oh, Big Adventure. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, yep. Uh, Jeffrey, and then you get oh, into you Forget Biff's, about Tremors. Oh, Biff's Gang. Oh, yeah. We got to get into Biff's oh, Gang. Yeah. Especially one of them. <laughs> Two of them, actually. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey J. Cohen played Skinhead. Mm-hmm. Playing 3D was Casey Zamasco. Mm-hmm. Uh, better known from yes. um, he played uh, he was in uh, Young, Young Guns. Guns yeah he was also in Three O'clock High he played Charlie I love that movie he was Charlie in Young Guns yes yeah, yeah and Three O'clock Three O'clock High is a great movie it is it, it is. is a it is a highly underrated definitely movie. definitely we may have to do that one yeah, later on um, playing Match mm-hmm. was Billy Zane Billy Zane yep <laughs> let's see we had a couple of others that were on there uh, <laughs> Norman Alden played uh, the cafe owner Lou. And Donald Full Love played Goldie Wilson. Uh, we'll go into the other yeah, big... Yeah, I could be mayor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll clean up his town. <laughs> Harry Waters Jr. played Marvin Berry. Yes. Chuck's cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, James <laughs> Tolkien played the Hill Valley... And this guy, James Tolkien, you may not know the name, but you know that face and you know that voice. He played the Principal Strickland. Yeah, in he was in Top Gun. He, that's the biggest one that he's known. He was for. in Master uh, Master of the Universe. Yes, he's been uh, in a ton. He is one of those dudes that, were like, when he showed up in something, it was like, oh, things get ready to get badass. Yes, yeah. I mean, oh yeah. And one of the greatest, you know, hidden cameos of the era, mm-hmm. in full makeup, in costume, because they wouldn't let him do it otherwise, telling. The band, they're just yeah, too you're darn just too loud. darn loud. Fellas, I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. From the soundtrack, Huey, Huey Lewis. Lewis. From the soundtrack twice. Yes. They had two songs on yep. the soundtrack. Yep. We'll get to that too. All right. Are you ready for this, fellas? Oh, no. It's oh, another there, one of Actually, his. there was one more that I forgot. Oh. Uh, the guy that uh, played Dixon, the guy that interrupts the dance later on, the redheaded dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Courtney, Van- uh, Courtney Gaines. You know him better as Malachi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants you to, Malachi. Mm, children of the corn. Oh. Yeah. All right. He I walks behind the yep, rose. I didn't know? even yes. think about it. All right, Dave, get comfy. You know what's coming. <sighs> it's going to be bad. Hey, Alan, what's your summary of this movie? Here we go. Back to the future. Marty, Marty McFly comes from a loser family. His father, George, is a pushover. His mother, Lorraine, is an alcoholic, and his two older siblings aren't going anywhere. Marty had managed to get a girlfriend, but aside from her, his only friend is Doc Brown, a sketchy at best, quote-unquote, scientist who is working on a time travel machine. Doc Doc Brown has swindled Libyan terrorists, because it's the 80s, out of plutonium to power his flux capacitor and send the DeLorean he's converted into the future. As Marty and Doc are rec- are recording the experiment, the Libyan terrorist, again because it's the 1980s, yeah. arrive and gun Doc down. Marty tries to escape into DeLorean and in doing so reaches the fabled 88 miles per hour, jettisoning him back in time to November 5th, 1955, the day Doc Brown first conceived of time travel. After wandering around Hill Valley in disbelief, Marty encounters his father, George, and sees that Biff Tannen has always been an asshole towards him. Marty follows George and finds out that his father is not only a loser, but also a peeping Tom. While up a tree with binoculars, George loses his grip and falls into ongoing, oncoming traffic. Marty saves George, but gets hit by the vehicle himself, therefore disrupting the timeline and changing the meet-cute between George and Lorraine. Here we go. Marty wakes up after his head trauma in Lorraine's teenage room, and Lorraine is DTF. After fighting off his mother's sexual advances, remember, kids, this was before 
Pornhub told us that we like this. Marty goes to find Doc Good Brown Lord. and see if he can help Marty get back to the future. He's not wrong. <laughs> but Doc explains that the only technology available in 1955 that can generate 1.21 gigaw- or gigawatts, yeah, not gigawatts, is a lightning strike, but predicting lightning is near impossible. Luckily for everyone, there just happens to be a coming lightning strike at the town courthouse that Saturday night. Problem solved. But... There's a bigger problem. Since George and Lorraine did not meet, Marty's siblings are fading from the picture he bought, he brought back in time with him. So Marty sets out to get George and Lorraine together, but Lorraine only has eyes and oh-so-strong sexual urges from Marty. She, also, she asks Marty to take her to the school dance, and Marty uses this as a way to get George to be the hero who rescues Lorraine from Marty. Once at the dance, Marty finds out that his mom is a wild child who drinks and is ready to show Marty what that mouth do. But then everything gets fucked when Biff and his boys show up and lock Marty in the trunk so Biff can sexually assault Lorraine. George comes to the car thinking he's there to play hero, but instead finds himself face-to-face with his bully. George finally finds his confidence and and punches Biff, proving once again that violence fixes everything. Marty is saved from the trunk by the band playing at the dance, but their guitar player injures his hand and can't play, so Marty fills in so George and Lorraine can fall in love and he won't fade away. It's a close call, but once the lovebirds kiss marty invents rock and roll and then is off to get struck by lightning marty gives doc a letter telling him about his death in 1985 but doc tears up the letter because him knowing about the future could be detrimental to the time to to time and space itself unlike everything else that's happened so far so marty meets uh, resets the return return time by 10 minutes to save doc in the future he hits 88 miles per hour just as lightning strikes and gets back to 1985 just in time to see doc gunned down again but in a surprise twist doc brown has decided to ignore all scientific ethics and glued marty's letter back together so he was wearing a kevlar vest under his lab coat doc gives marty a ride back to his home then jets off into the far off year of 2000 2015. <laughs> the next morning, Marty wakes up to discover his father is a successful science fiction author. His mother isn't drunk, and Biff is George's bitch. As Marty and Jennifer plan for the weekend, Doc Brown suddenly reappears from the future, telling them both that they need to come with him to save their future children, and so Jennifer can turn into Allie from the Karate Kid, as we were told to be continued four years later. But... Since this is a movie about time paradox, we must remember there is an alternate, much darker timeline where Marty McFly is a redhead and was nearly erased from history if it were not for an early 21st century technology known as DVD extras. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm kind of in awe. (laughs) I'm kind of in awe of bad. It's bad. It's not as bad as a karate kid. No, 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 no. He's taking this with a vengeance. You know? I, there are sections of this that I just, I cringe. I cringe. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I can't believe somebody hasn't hired you for I. I, I can. <laughs> hey, I've read a bunch of those IMDb. IMDb He's yeah, being kind. No alternate, no, like them. The, this is miles above. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's talk about a few things. Here. Let's get into it. All right. All right, let's get into this. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're brief there. Let's let's get into this movie. All right, so there's a off, lot to unpack here. Oh my gosh, yes. All right, so first off, let's talk about the casting. All right, so <laughs> initially cast for the role of well, we'll start with um, we'll start with Doc Brown. Okay. Okay. List of actors that were trying for the Doc Brown role. You ready for this? Okay. Jeff Goldblum. John Lithgow, Dudley Moore, which I would have killed to have seen, uh, Ron Silver, Robin Williams, John Cleese, Mandy Patinkin, Gene Hackman, and James Woods. Almost cast was John Lithgow. I could see it. I could him or I could, Cleese. I could completely Lithgow see that. Lithgow wasn't available, so they went with another guy from one of my all-time favorite movies, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Mm-hmm. That's where Christopher Lloyd got the role from. Oh, okay. Okay, that's interesting. Initially cast for Biff Tannen was Billy Zane, Tim Robbins, and J.J. Cohen. They loved Zane, but they wanted somebody that just played dumb, Mm -hmm. played just that that, that complete vacant, you know, 
wasn't getting the world right, outward. Right. Neanderthal mouth. And, yeah, exactly. The, and Tom Wilson just completely encompassed that. But they loved Zane, so they kept him in right. the role. Uh, a few of the other ones. Um, Einstein was originally going to be a monkey. Okay. He's going to be a chimp named Shemp. A chimp named Shemp. Yeah. They, Makes sense. Okay. They, they killed that because um, one of the, the higher-ups basically said, monkey movies never make money. <laughs> it's true. Uh, James Tolkien was always the original cast for Principal Skinner. Okay. They just, they, that, that guy was just too just perfect as hell mm-hmm. not to do it. And, oh, um, Jennifer Parker was originally going to be played by a woman named Melora Hardin. Um, she, it didn't quite work out on that. She kind of fell away. And that's when um, the, uh, what was the actress's name? I can never remember her name. Was Claudia Wells mm-hmm. ended up doing that. But, Kira Sedgwick almost got the role. Really? Which would have been interesting, I yeah. think. So now let's get into Marty, because there's a lot to unpack here. First off, the people that didn't get cast as okay, Marty. Okay, okay. <clears throat> John Cusack, C. Thomas Howell, Johnny Depp, Ralph Macchio, Charlie Sheen, John Cryer, Ben Stiller, Peter DeLuise, Billy Zane, George Newbern, Robert Downey Jr., Christopher Collett, Matthew Modine, and the singer Corey Hart. <laughs> the funny thing about that list is that we saw all, all a big chunk of those names on the list from the Karate Kid that, yes. all, that yeah. were up for the role. Yep, two different roles, but I, a lot of the same I, people. I could have almost seen Matthew Modine. Mm. Now you'll notice there was one name that was strategically left off of that, and that was Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Initially, it's so a darker let's, time. Let's right? talk about the Stoltz. All right. So, <laughs> anytime a redhead's involved, it's a dark Stoltz. Hey, Stoltz was cast. Screw you. Stoltz was actually who they wanted. That was who they right, initially right. wanted. And they got him in there and they started doing the roles. Well, what they found out was that Stoltz at the time was very big in method acting. Yes. And he was taking this role very, right. very seriously and very, very just extreme. He, mm-hmm. he would not have anybody refer to him as Eric. He was always going to be Marty, right. offset or onset. And it wasn't working. They 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 wanted something that was going to be kind of lighthearted and fun, and he was making this far too dark. Mm-hmm. So they they were trying to, and they somebody brought up Michael J. Fox, and at the time Michael J. Fox was on Family Times, right? And they pitched the idea to him, and he was like, "Well, I, I I'm committed to doing Family Ties, so I'm going to keep doing that." So that was one of the reasons why this movie took so long to to make is because Fox was literally bouncing back and forth between making Family Ties and filming this movie, and it they they once they cast him on you know the director Zemeckis went over and and told Stoltz we're we're not going to use you paying mm-hmm. him out the rest of his contract. Stoltz was a little bitter, mm-hmm. but. Um, Everything kind of worked out on this, and you know, poor Michael J. Fox just kind of worked himself to death. But the 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 cast and crew all admitted that when Michael J. Fox was on set, it was a totally different atmosphere. Right. Even some, I think um, Leah Thompson even said, you know, when Stoltz was on set, he was eating lunch by himself in his trailer. When Michael J. Fox was on set, he was eating lunch with the rest of the cast yeah. and crew. I know. I watched the thing earlier today when they were talking about you know the stuff. They said yeah. you know that that scene. Um, in the school lunchroom mm-hmm. where Marty and Biff yeah. have that exchange where they're pushing each other, you know, the principal goes, hey, what's going on? Yep. That Stoltz was like oh, yeah. really late. He went full bore. He went full bore and yeah. Tom, Tom Wilson was not pissed. Yeah. And, um, they, and they also said it was the, the comedic timing was just There wasn't way, any. I guess it was there just There wasn't any. Just, there was no comedy And they shot about 45 minutes of film. And, and there is a rumor that there is still one scene in the, yes. the final cut that is Eric Stoltz. Yes. It's never been proven, but no. it's never been disproven. It's, and that is the punch that hits Biff at the end of the movie. They believe that that is Eric Stoltz's hand. Is that the end? It's not the end of the well, movie. Well, no, no, no. Towards the end of the movie. It's when they're in the diner. Was it the diner? I it's thought the it was diner. The- it's the diner scene when he punches Biff and he falls back on the table and he runs off and they chase him in the car. You know, okay. That because yeah. the 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 DP said that he did not remember filming that scene from that angle right. with Michael J. Fox. Well, and the thing, and all is, you see is just like part of his jaw. That's yeah. all you really see. And so they've like, never been able to go back and prove it because in order to do it, you would have to pull up the original footage on right. this, which would destroy it. So they just said, you know what, we're well, just going to leave the thing in. The, like I said, there's there's about 45 minutes of it that's available. And so no. there's it's still available online. You there's some of it some that's, of the there's a lot that, there are some, there are some 
side-by-side comparisons of stuff none of it has volume like there, no. there's there's no there's no volume to it whatsoever it's just basically silent film and it's just odd seeing yeah. it you know yeah, I, it's I, very I'm, weird I've you seen know some we've of had it. almost 40 years of seeing michael j fox in that in that role and know? it's hard to picture anybody else in that role i mean quite honestly you don't really yeah, see i know i know it's michael a, j yeah. fox was so good in that role and and i want to point something out here boys before we get into all the accolades and mm-hmm. all the other stuff this is a first for us okay in all of the movies that we have gone over in all of the conversations both this summer and not to the best of my knowledge this is the first one of our movies that was actually recognized by the United States Library of Congress to be presented in the National Film Registry. No, Clerks. We, co- uh, we covered Clerks. Did Clerks, clerks get into the Film in. Registry? Okay, then I clerks stand corrected. It's the second one then. Timeline-wise, this is the first one. Star Wars. This was put in beforehand. We Star covers. Wars didn't make it into later. But it Much made it later. In, but I'm just saying, it was, okay. we have covered a few that have made it into the, to okay. the registry. Uh, this was the first Very that, few. Yeah. That I Very can recall. Few. <laughs> uh, since <laughs> you got here. Yeah. Since yeah, I got here. This is the first one I did. Got fine. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Screw me. Yeah. Yeah. Good, congratulations. Thanks. You got your first one. Yeah, yes. You, you never forget your first. Anyway, as much as you try. Well, you know, Lorraine, man. Yeah. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. See, now he's rubbing off on me. This is not good. Now, the production part of this thing, this was the thing that I thought was... Did you happen to see on... I know they've done a couple of documentaries and stuff about the making of this. Some of the potential storylines that were thrown out? I, yeah... Like George McFly becoming a boxer? Yeah, and... Thank goodness they threw that out. Oh, my God. It was horrible. You know, they're, they're... Especially when you're dealing with time travel movies, mm-hmm. a lot of times stuff kind of, well, hey, we can do this. And then a better mind comes along or, or a clearer head says, maybe, yeah, we could do this, but sh- however, should we do however, this? However, <laughs> like for example, the, the original pitch right. for how the time machine was going to work it wasn't a DeLorean. No, it first. was. Uh, it was something in the back of a truck. Yeah, and Marty had to drive it into a nuclear explosion. Okay, that would have been definitely been a different. Uh, that would have been a much darker timeline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like, how the hell is that supposed to work? Right. You know. Somehow, I feel like a nuclear explosion would give off more than well, one point two one gigawatts. At that point, power. he would have to drive that thing across country out to the testing field. Right. Near Vegas, it's just and I, hope to get hit by one. Right. I mean, there were so many bad elements on some of the storylines that it's so good that they threw them out. Like I said, George becoming a boxer. No. Right. Um. You know, Marty having to do this thing. Doc initially, they they had a storyline that was going to say how Marty and Doc knew one another was that Doc was bootlegging uh VHS cassettes. Okay. And that's how he made his money, but that got tossed out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just so many just weird storylines that I'm so glad they didn't go with because it would have made this movie suck. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, they're talking about things that people always wondered about and it was later confirmed. That tape of Van Halen, mm-hmm. you know, people argued for years whether that was actually Van Halen or it not. Is. On. It is. And yep. Eddie confirmed it way, way later yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was <laughs> Darth Vader from the planet from the Vulcan. Planet Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an extraterrestrial from yes. the planet Vulcan. Yes. I loved that. He'll come back and melt my brain. <laughs> try, yeah, Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. Try to <laughs> let's let's keep this brain melting. <laughs> All right. So let, let's let's talk about some numbers here. Okay. For, oh yeah. Go ahead. My favorite. Yes. Favorite. One of my favorite things from this movie, from the time I saw it until now, is you know when he when they're playing Johnny Begin at the end of it, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. he starts going off on the guitar. And then all of a sudden he has a realization that everybody is just, just standing lost the there crowd. watching. And I love his whole like, yeah, you guys aren't ready for that yet. But, but your kids, kids are, are going to love it. it. <laughs> the thing that drives me crazy is that it's very obvious to me he's a rhythm guitar player. Uh, yeah. Because he cannot solo with no, a crap. I, I just, but he, it's was, still, he was out of key. He wasn't playing the right note. Well, it wasn't him playing. I know. But, but you know, the, and actually they, they talk a little bit about that in the documentary where they were saying, you know, the guy that was doing the vocals for Marty McFly uh, didn't get any credit for it. Hmm. He got a special acknowledgement in the 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 was credits. It the same, did, did the same guy do the vocals for, well, on uh, Light of Day? No, because uh, <laughs> that actually I think was Michael. Oh, Jones. it was okay. Yeah. But um, as far as the the guy that was the voice of Marty McFly, vo- you know, singing voice, 
Um, I've got his list in, or his name in the list or somewhere, but he uh, he did not get credit for it. Okay. And the the director, I believe it was, said that that's just not right. So initially they worked out a deal to actually get him some of the the the, the monies from that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, that would have sucked considering that's considering one of the most recognizable music scenes of pretty much the entire 80s, mm-hmm. you know, to know that you did that and you got no credit for it. Well, that, you know, Marvin Astley calling his... Uh, <laughs> call Marvin his Barry. Marvin. No, Marvin. Astley. Marvin Barry. No, it was Marvin his, Barry. calling his cousin Rick. Oh, <laughs> oh. he's going family guy on us. <laughs> you know that media... was it? You know that mediocre pop sound you've been looking for? Listen, Listen to, to this. this. <laughs> We're going to give you up. Anyway. Oh my God! I just you made me sing Rick Astley, you asshole. Anyway, uh, yeah, but Foo Fighters did a did that cover with him on stage. Oh jeez, and See, it rocks. Some things should just never happen. Oh no, the Foo no, Fighters I don't Rick actually mash up with them on no. stage is pretty good. All right, so let's talk about the box Damn office numbers here for a minute. Is this thing is just stayed dead? This was ridiculous. How much money this yes. thing made? It was, was three hundred plus. Wasn't so it? the the original budget on this was nineteen million. Right. Okay. When all was said and done, complete box office gross on this puppy three hundred and eighty eight point yeah, eight okay. million. I knew it was north of three hundred million, which that's in nineteen eighty five yes. numbers, which is about twice that. So now. something I so, know you love to do yeah. is find out what it was going up against, right? Oh yeah. So check this out. So, on its opening weekend, it was the number one film of the weekend ahead of Pale Rider okay. and Rambo First Blood Part 2. Okay. Those things just got completely swept up by this. It dropped the second weekend, then came back up again against Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Well, I can see why. That and did almost double the box office of that and Cocoon. Mm. I mean, Actually, you're talking I take about some back. massive, massive movies then. I take that back. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is not a crap movie. No. It's two crap movies. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about pig crap, but no, it's a it's, story. That, mo- that movie is two bad movies jammed into one movie. So, anyway. So that's a <laughs> it ended up being the highest grossing film of 1985. Mm-hmm. It bested out, like I said, Rambo First Blood Part Two, Rocky IV, mm-hmm. and The Color Purple. Those are the movies. I mean, wow. love them or hate them, you got to admit, those are movies that made a lot of money. I, I know that The Color Purple was a hit. I didn't realize it was that much of a hit, though. So. Uh, it made $94 million in, in 1985. In 1985, movies, yeah. and this one you know, cleared almost three times that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just unheard of to think how much of a juggernaut this thing was when it first came out. Cause cleared three and a half times that. Yeah, That's I mean, <laughs> it's just insane the amount of money that this movie made. Right. And it was everywhere. I mean, what we said was three eighty eight, mm-hmm. and that one made ninety four. That yeah. actually four times yeah. the amount. So pretty wow. close. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the real star of the movie, and I don't mean Einstein. The DeLorean. The DeLorean. So, so was right. this before or after John DeLorean? This was is arrested? after. Okay. That happened in eighty two. <laughs> okay. I think it was 82 or 83. Right. Um, yeah. For those of you who are unfamiliar with this vehicle, which I'm sure there's like All right. I, I, can su- I can sum DeLorean. Cocaine. I was right. I can sum it up Lots in two of words. Cocaine. I, can, I can sum it up in two words. 80s cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Well, John DeLorean decided he wanted to make his own version of a supercar. Mm-hmm. And he decided that when he did it, he was going to make it out of stainless steel, mm-hmm. which anyone that's ever dealt with vehicles knows that's got bad idea written all over it. Not only were the cars completely underpowered, mm. most of them only think I had six cylinders in them. They were very sm- very small engines. But the chassis on this thing, with that stainless steel, made it weigh more than virtually any vehicle well, on the road. They hadn't developed the flux capacitor yet to make the thing work. <laughs> on top of that, so. <laughs> those gullwing doors. Yes. The, the doors are what makes the DeLorean. It makes the DeLorean. It also made many, many headaches. Because there's actually a scene, and I, I at the very beginning when they're when Doc is going over the information with Marty on the car, where the hydraulics go out on one of the doors yep. and hits Marty McFly in the head. Yep. Okay. Since we're talking about the DeLorean, yes, this again is another movie of a uh, high end or of, of of a nice vehicle with a customized license plate. Yes. Yeah. Out of time. Out of time. Okay. This is serendipity. Mm-hmm. This few days ago, I was working. Yes, and I went to make a delivery, and I pulled in to 
the driveway at this house and saw this. Envious? Nice. It's a license plate that's, you know, the... the it says Envious, but the E is the a three. <laughs> and it's nice. a... It's a Camaro. Uh, it's a Camaro. Is it a Camaro? Yeah. I can tell by the tail. But it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, I got to take a picture of this because this falls right in with our so cool. Well, and, I, thought you, were, you know, I thought you were going to tell me you saw a DeLorean. I was going to say, well, did you have to help push it? I'll, you know? I'll say this. I have actually, I didn't get to drive it, but I have actually sat behind the wheel of a DeLorean. That's 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 a DeLorean, bold didn't DeLorean make a comeback a few years ago? Actually, they're, tried to. they're getting yeah. ready to try to make a comeback yeah. as an electric vehicle. Uh, okay. Which they better have a hell of an engine in that yeah, thing to be able to do it. Yeah. Now, although it did make one other appearance. <laughs> if it comes back as an electric vehicle, will it be able to get to 88 miles an hour? <laughs> Downhill with a tailwind. Which, by the way, do you know why they chose 88 miles an hour? I do not. Because it looked cool on the speedometer. Makes sense. That's the whole reason for that specific Makes number. Sense. It has no relevance other than it looked cool <clears throat> on the speedometer. Makes sense. I mean, it's a... And the DeLorean, they had three of them. Okay. They had one for faraway shots, one for close-ups, and one for actual inside. Okay. So... Wasn't uh, one of, like, at least one of them was, like, didn't run, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the one like for they, special effects. Yeah, they, they, just, they, they just had it as a... I know, a DeLorean yeah. that didn't run. What well, a shocker. Imagine that. But, but, but it wasn't meant to run, though. Yes. It was just for shots. However, one of the original DeLoreans did make an appearance in a film later on, a documentary later on, okay. one that you and I have actually talked about before. Dave, I'm not sure if you were in on that episode or not. Uh, it was a documentary called Game Over. It's about um, the history oh, yeah. of Atari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in that, um, the writer, Ernest Klein picks up a DeLorean from, of all people, George R.R. R. Martin and drives <laughs> it to right. the site That's right. with an E.T. That's stuffed right. right beside Stop. it. That's right. That's right. But yeah, he's that driving right. a DeLorean through the desert. I'm like, that's got a bad idea written all yeah, over it. You're yeah. basically driving a giant baked potato. Yeah, this is a much. bad idea. But what most people don't know is that if you have a DeLorean, you can literally order new old stock yes. OEM parts for the, you can basically build a new car out mm -hmm. of that warehouse well, you remember, that owns all that stuff. You, do you remember when they used to do the kit cars? Yes. Oh, yeah. That were DeLorean. Like they yeah, looked yeah. like DeLorean. I, I saw there used to be somebody who lived here locally who had one. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things that the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, they got a DeLorean. And then somebody else was like, no, 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 that's a kit car. That that That's not the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, I distinctly remember when this movie came out and I watched it as a kid and was just fascinated with this this really cool looking car. This was so special and so amazing. And I remember watching it with my dad and my dad looked at me and said, that's the first DeLorean I've ever seen actually achieve 88 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the line that Doc has? It's like, if you're going to do it, do, do it, it with some style. style. Yeah, that's what, yeah. yeah it's a, <laughs> So. But uh, and and again, the the car itself, it's it's been everywhere. You've seen mock-ups of it. Oh, you've yeah. seen it in car museums. You've seen it. The Goldbergs, Universal you know, Studios. The, uh, you know, you know his uncle pulled up in a yeah, DeLorean. In a DeLorean yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and didn't know that the company had gone out of business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one of the things I love about this movie is, and it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because there's a lot of elements that they pay very close attention to yes. and stay very accurate on. Yes. And then there are things that they totally miss the boat on. They're like we talked about in a previous episode, this movie seriously needed a continuity editor. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, big just. time. And yet there were certain elements of continuity that if you're not paying attention, I you agree. didn't catch. Yeah, I know. Like for right. example, the mall, the name of the mall that he was at was the Twin right. Pines mall. Because and that's where he's, yeah. Where he started off, uh, it was a somebody. It was a Christmas tree farm. It was pine yes. trees. Yeah, yeah. The guy owned yeah. pine trees. And when he crashed into one of them, as he pulled out later on, when he came back, it's now called the Lone Pines Mall. Yes, yes. Because he killed one of the trees. <laughs> but, I mean, those types of things, that type of continuity was really clever. On the flip side, however, let's talk about his guitar for a moment. As, as musicians here, boys, mm -hmm. is, did anybody else cringe a little bit at the fact that Marty McFly in 1955 was playing a guitar that wasn't created until I know, 1957? I know. I know. They're, they're, yeah. It, it, anyways. Yeah. yeah I, it, that, I just, that's I had one to of bring the things it up. That, that I had like, to do it. You know, it, it, it's, that is very similar to gripes we've had with music drops before where yeah. it's like no that song that well, you you have made it at this time the fear why street do you series. have yeah why do had you have some, songs from two years beyond this the fear know, the fear street series right. had some great music drops but they were all huge wrong. music drops but they were in exactly the wrong time period. right right yeah and it's as well as some other 
other notable stuff. That was the one I could pull off. Top I know, of my head. I know, but but yeah, I agree that that was kind of. But again, it's kind of one of those. All right, fine, whatever. You know, most people are not going to catch this. True, you know, true. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's just one of those little nuances that you're like, there were so many good guitars back in '55. Why couldn't they have gone with that yeah, instead of going with this this Gibson? And yeah, I mean, I it was a beautiful Gibson. Don't get no, me wrong. Yeah, it was. But, you know, it was. It's just kind of heartbreaking a little bit. All right. Well, since we're talking about music, well, let's be honest. Yeah. What he's playing, yeah, he would never get that sound out of no, those amps no, whatsoever. No, 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 like no, those amps, no, no. did not have the capacity to make that sound. Nope. So I mean, especially yeah. on the solo, yeah, never would have happened. Never. So. Well, since we're talking about music, let's go ahead and get into the soundtrack okay. a little bit on this because the power of love. Man. Yes, you had that, that that mammoth behemoth of a hit of that would power not of love go away. in the news. <laughs> Now, my question to you is, have either one of you ever actually seen the music video that was made about this? Yeah, it's got Doc Brown in it. And the DeLorean. And the DeLorean, yeah. yeah. And they're actually talking about that this song is going to be on the soundtrack for the movie. Right, right. And, you know, he's wearing, one of them's wearing a Back to the Future As, uh, as much jacket. as I love that song, I actually think I like Back in Time better. It is a better song. Um, I, I always kind of wondered why that song didn't catch more than it did. Yeah. But... Maybe I mean, because it tied in too much. Still, to the, it's still better than Double Back. So, it's oh, let's, okay, we're going to talk about Double Back now because I love ZZ Top. I do too, but ZZ that's, Top out. But that's not one of their better songs. It's for what it was at ZZ Top at the time. It's fine. Now the thing is, you know, we're talking about Back to the Future Three. Mm-hmm. Um, they the song that they did in the movie was not the song that they did on the end credits. No, no. And on top of that, the song that they did on the end credits was not on the soundtrack. No. ZZ Top did not have the electric version of that on the soundtrack. They had the acoustic one right. that they did, which sounded like that garbage. And they appear in the movie. Yeah, with with <laughs> Frank Beard playing a single snare, yeah. uh, you know, single snare on that. I thought you. And of course they do that marching snare, marching snare. And of course me. they do the turn where they oh, they the spin, all, they spin yeah. their instruments, you know. And so, oh yeah, I, I mean you can't have ZZ Top and not do that. Well, anyway, but uh, <laughs> but you know, as far as that. That was really the, the kind of the heartbreaker on it because I liked that song. I wanted that song in the soundtrack. And pretty much everything else on both or all three of them was Alvin, Alan Silvestri. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a ton of the music. I think mm-hmm. he did all the soundtrack for two and most of the soundtrack for three except right. for the ZZ Top song. Two did not have a single off of it. No, it didn't, which kind of surprised me, especially because okay, I think... Like I said in my summary, you know, hey, yeah. we're going to... And, and I remember, hey, I was, what, 11 when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that final end where they fly off. Yeah. And it says, to be continued. So, speaking of which... And then that in a minute. it took four years to happen. And I remember, like, in that meantime being like, I thought that movie was supposed to like we were supposed to get a sequel to this sometime, you know. And so it's funny you bring that up because actually four and a half years later, because it came out at Christmas time. I I think you're merging two versions of it together. Okay, and hear me out on this: the to be continued portion of that was not in the theater release. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It was on the VHS release. Yep, he's right. Because I could be when they. That when they initially this was supposed to be a standalone movie they had no right. plans for a sequel and when they released this to VHS this was one of the the top selling VHSs of all time yeah imagine that. I mean it literally set records well, with it God knows how many well, times I've watched this on VHS when they got the okay. box office returns on it right. saw how huge it was was when they went back in and added the right. fair enough to be, yeah because yeah, I actually I looked this up it said that um, when <laughs> kind of like George Lucas had all of Star Wars planned out before so check this out <laughs> exactly when this was released on VHS it was in May 22nd of 86 right okay and this initially was in 85 so right. about a year um, first off the thing was priced at almost 80 it was 80 bucks now that's eighty bucks in eighty six dollars, which makes it like what one hundred and ninety dollars, pretty close. Or something like we'll, that. we'll call it two hundred seventy yeah. somewhere around in there. But it was the first VHS cassette to sell four hundred and fifty thousand units mm-hmm. at that price point. Before I they remember, discounted it. I remember when the movie dropped in value to where you could actually buy it, like twenty bucks or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, because yeah, that was kind of the thing when. For those of you who don't remember, these things would hit VHS six months to a year after the release, depending depending on how well it did at the box office. And they basically were sold to 
VHS rental stores for that $90 or whatever. And then it would still be a while before it was made available for retail. And then that would usually would come out at that twenty thirty dollar price range, depending. Right. But that was usually another six months or so. And know, a lot of times you could get a used, right, a rental previously copy. viewed, right. copy, yeah, for less than that. So a lot of times, by so. the time that these was actually released on VHS, they had mm-hmm. planned at that point to go ahead and do the sequels. That's when they tacked on the to be continued. Okay. Right. Um, the funny thing is when they released it on DVD, which was in two thousand two. They took the to be continued back off of it, so the DVD versions does not have it. The VHS does. I did not realize that. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, now they may have they've had so many different releases on this, like Blu-ray and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. So they may the current ones may actually have the to be continued, but that was only on the VHS version, and that's the part that really got everybody psyched about it because when they went to film uh, Back to the Future Two and Back to the Future Three, that was actually one story. So that makes they, sense because they came out what six months apart. Yeah, they were really close because like, yeah. they filmed them basically. Uh, they back based to them back. back to back, right? Yeah. I, I, knew, I knew that they had done that. Yeah, and because that was again watching Back to the Future two, they gave a little preview of Back to the Future three at the end of the movie. A little bit, yeah. You know, like yeah, there was, it was kind of a little trailer of like this is what you're going to see in three. You know. Uh, which was inter- especially at the time was something we never saw. Yeah, like you did that was a, that was unheard of. Well, know? just I mean, it was almost rapid fire. Yeah, you know, because once you had that first one come out, you were like, oh, okay, this was great. Oh wait, they're making a sequel. And like so many trilogies, the third one just fell flat. So. <laughs> it had its merits. It had like its turn elements. of the Jedi. I'm looking at you. It had its elements that were good. It had its elements that should not have been done. The Eastwood Ravine was a cute nod. You're right. I'm not gonna lie, that was cute. Um, Mary Steenburgen, I I enjoyed her character, but it was kind of cliched. Mary Steenburgen is always hit or miss with me. Yeah, I will see her and stuff and love her, and then I'll have to see stuff. I'm like, why is this character here? Yep. Why? Yeah. And kind of like the fox body Mustang. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well said. Well said. Now the the interesting okay. Thing, here's the other thing. Yes. Back to the Future One. Yes. Leaves us with the uh, Marty. We got to go forward in time. It's, it's, your, it's kids. your kids. Something's got to be done about your kids, and that completely does not pay off whatsoever once we get to there. <laughs> no. Well, yes and no. If you think about no, it, I mean, it's 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 more Marty getting into problems than anything else. But right. But that's the whole thing is we got to go forward. We got it's your kids. You know. Which, if I'm not and mistaken, then it's, wasn't Back to the Future two the first time that we actually get to see Flea in a movie? No, it wasn't the first time. Okay, but it's uh, um, but that one, yeah, he was in. He had a, he had a, a played needles. Yeah, but the the thing with it is, you know, of course, again, like I said, we had a we had a an actor change. Yeah, well, we had uh, several. Well, yeah, but but we had you know, it was Jennifer. Jennifer, was they, they they exchanged her. And All of a sudden, it's Elizabeth Shue and Crispin yep. Glover. Got replaced with a body double, yeah, and because his voice and he the, sued them. He sued them afterwards right. and won mm-hmm. because of lightness, lightness right? But yeah, Which that was, I'm on that was a it. shitty. I know thing it really. Do. Was. I'm sorry. I'll say it. But but it was one of those things that you know, all of a sudden it's like, hey, wait, that's not the same. No, Jennifer that I remember. Nope. And they pretty much took her out of it immediately. Yeah. I mean, like immediately. They gave her like, little to no action. Yeah, little and, roles. And and then it was just kind of like, oh. just leave her on a random porch swing and right, come back right, for her later. Right. And I'm know? sorry, is there anything creeper than Michael J. Fox playing his own daughter? That was just yeah. weird. Yeah, that was ooh. very weird. But you know, it, it, but it really was one of those, you know, oh, we gotta go. It's your kids, and we really, I mean, we see the kids. Yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. We had to go. Save Marty from himself, basically, you know. So and, let's let's talk but, about. And then, of course, yeah. everything that happens with Biff. Right. Hey, what? Hey, I, I know that kid. What's going on? You know, yeah, the Gray's Almanac. Right, and all that stuff. stuff. But let's talk about two for just okay. a second, because there. What fascinates me is that there were so many elements about Back to the Future Two that have actually come to fruition. Yeah, you know, they really have. I mean, you know, still don't have a hoverboard. <laughs> don't have the hoverboard. I still remember when they had the whole you know story about the hoverboard and people yeah. saying that they oh, those really are existed. real. Those are real. They, 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 they run on a off the market because kids kept getting yeah, hurt. Yeah, and they were like, no, they they run no. on a magnetic track. No, oh, that's complete like, garbage. That's, no, that's, but um, the thing that I was talking about was the fact that number one. The, the shoes, the self-tying shoes. The self-tying shoes. Well, right. I was going to say the Cubs winning the World Series. Finally. As a Cubs fan, <laughs> that made me incredibly happy. But not just that. Who they beat it against was 
Miami. At the time, there wasn't a Miami. There was no Florida baseball teams. Nope, there were none. Did there not was, exist. There was no Tampa Bay Rays. There was no Miami Marlins. So that was kind of that Florida precursor Marlins to seeing it. What was and the I'm, team at one? Uh, the Chicago Cubs. Boo. Oh, don't even start with me, Dave. He's a Cardinals fan. Well, you know. Hey, I'm a Reds fan, so we're all kind of odds here. All in the same division. <laughs> okay, so we can all agree that that, that, that nasty team from Chicago uh, won the World Series. No, the White Sox didn't win. Anyway, um, but uh, <laughs> White Sox did win, actually. Yeah, well, just not that year. But anyway, um, actually, didn't they win two? If I'm not mistaken, I don't remember. Yeah. I try not to anyway, think about so them if a, at all possible. I don't know. I'll keep it with baseball. But anyway, so but just those little nuances that were you know kind of carried over and. I want to say this was one of the first major franchises in my lifetime that I saw created into a ride at Universal Studios. Oh yeah, and they they filmed new footage. Yeah, they got with Doc Tom Burton. Wilson and, yeah. and uh, Christopher Lloyd back yes. to actually do yes. the footage for it, and that is all available on YouTube if you want to. And go it's look still at amazing it. to watch. Yeah. Um, it adds to the story, and the fact <laughs> it's a better they, sequel than. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and they tie into the whole cafe 80s thing because i remember going to universal studios when that first came out and having one of those weird color changing hats i actually bought one. Oh, yeah they look cool but dear lord those things are nothing mm-hmm. uh they will trap heat like there's no tomorrow yeah you know. can we just comment on how bad pepsi free was oh okay <laughs> I, I have talked about this before about how we should probably at some point talk about failed products oh we'd be here forever well but just pepsi alone okay think about this well new oh, coke no, no. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. there was diet right that was a pepsi product mm-hmm. diet right still around well it is but it's not there the was same. tab yeah there was tab still around there was pepsi light yep there was pepsi free yep there was pepsi one mm-hmm. there was clear pepsi there was crystal pepsi right now yeah but the sure thing is, is is the thing is is all those except for the crystal pepsi were, they were all Pepsi's diet. And, yeah. And, and, actually, and it took them forever to finally just be like, it's Diet Pepsi. And, and, and actually, <laughs> Diet Right and Tab and RC Cola were in the same family. They weren't part of were Pepsi. They? Okay, I see. But Pepsi Light, yeah. you know, Pepsi Free, uh, Pepsi One, mm-hmm. I, and I know there was a myriad of other ones. As well. oh, yeah. It's just like, it's, 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 it's crazy. And again, that is one of those, he say, hey, give me a Pepsi Free. If you want a Pepsi, you got to pay for it, kid. Yeah, give you me know? a tab. I can't yeah. give you a tab until you order something. Right, right. You know, it's just give me some without any sugar. Products that aren't around any longer, you know. But, you know, and little things like that. Okay, so I know we're bouncing around right, a lot here, same. but. <laughs> There's you know, a lot to bounce let's, around let's with. Go back to, let's go back to the soundtrack for a All second, right. because there were some songs that were on the soundtrack that actually made the soundtrack, and then there were a bunch of them that didn't, which really Earth Angel. broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Earth Angel by Marvin Berry and the Starlighters was on there. Um, Night Train by Marvin Berry and the Starlighters mm-hmm. was on there. I love that song. Uh, of course, Johnny B. Good was right. on there. Um, Eric Clapton had a song on there. Really? Heaven is One Step Away was on the soundtrack. don't know that at all. Um, I don't know that one either. Uh, you mentioned Back in Time was on mm-hmm. there. Lindsey Buckingham had one. Time Bomb Town, which is actually not a it bad was song. It 80s comedy, so Lindsey Buckingham was going to have a song on the soundtrack. But the one that people still... <laughs> kind of like Brian Adams being on a 1990s soundtrack. That's so. true. Or Elton John in a 2001. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. So, but, <laughs> or um, uh, Kenny Loggins on an 80s oh, yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. So. Um, the Wallflower uh, by Etta James was on there. You know, Dance mm. with me, mm-hmm. Henry. Yeah, I love that song. However, the ones that should have been on there that weren't, the John Philip Sousa March, the Washington Post, which they played right. instantly on that, Mr. Sandman by the Four oh, Aces yeah. was not on because the Because when, when he's walking around the, the mm, yeah, that's, that's all on during the, yeah. the, when the guys come out of the gas station. And yeah. let us not forget what was playing at the movie theater there, boys. The Ballad of Davy Crockett oh, that's right. was on there by Fess Parker. That's right. Yeah. Who played Davy Crockett. <laughs> and who else did he play? Uh, played a couple people. He also played Daniel Boone. Yeah. I mean, that was a... Well, but the Davy Crockett series was a Disney series. And Daniel Boone was also. Was it? Okay, yeah. I didn't know if that was Remember Disney Daniel or not. Daniel Boone was a man. He was a big Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, it was both Disney product. Yeah. Remember, Daniel, the Daniel Boone one was better than the Davy Crockett. I disagree. So, there's two other spinoffs storylines of this that we Did Daniel Boone save Texas? No, he didn't, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> he didn't save Texas, he died in Texas. And, and he caused Texas to rise up and save itself, so that... Uh, Daniel Boone. That was Jim Bowie, <laughs> but alright. Um, Whatever. <laughs> okay, let's get down some... Okay. First... God, off, here we go. First off, uh, 
boot was it Bowie that came from Tennessee originally? That was Crockett. Uh, no. You see how I poked no. that bear? He basically said, fuck y'all, and went to Texas, and then got involved in all that. That was Sam Houston. It was Sam Houston, I'm sorry. Yeah. So Sam Houston goes down to Texas and stirs some shit Looking up. Looking for a soul to steal. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes down there, and he stirs some shit up, and then Davy Crockett's got to come in and save his ass with all of his guys. And because Houston and Bowie had, had fucked that up so badly, he winds up getting all of them killed. Houston didn't die in the Alamo. Whatever. So it's a. Uh, <laughs> I love how he's whatever. Hey, in history. hey, I'm on a roll here. Okay. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. You've slipped off the roll and onto the floor. At Germans, point. forget it. He's, yeah, he's on a roll. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, Davy Crockett was very instrumental in saving Texas. And the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. Exactly. Right. So um, anyway. Um, there's two different spinoffs hey, of this that we have. Mr. Miyagi about. was proud. So. <laughs> we have yet to talk about the animated series that was from this. Do we have to? We have to, man. I mean, Why? come on. It was Doc. It was Marty. It was the two Doc's two kids, who's, by the way, do you remember their names? No. Jules and, and Vern. Vern. Okay. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's nope. right. The animated series was terrible. It was Why? terrible. It was Why? an absolute train wreck, but it existed, so we have to talk about it. Because they went back and did history lessons for children in a cartoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cheesy. But didn't they have, like, they had, like, interstitials with uh, Christopher Lloyd? Bill, yeah, and Bill Nye the Science yeah, Guy. Yeah, that's what I thought, you know. It's like, but um, And I love... As bad as those are, I always did love when they would do stuff like that. When yep. they would they would have like these, someone like the people who were supposedly in the in the show would do like the actual actors would right. do like introductions or whatever, and or then have would, some kind of time yeah into something it, into you know because yeah, actually so. uh, there was a short film called Doc Brown Saves the World right it was released in uh, 2015 that was on the 30th anniversary of the movie. Uh, Lloyd came back and played Don. What was and the? There was a movie from that a went nuclear to, holocaust. There was a movie that went to Netflix recently that had Michael J. Fox in it, and he plays a science teacher. I don't know that one. Uh, and uh, and, and there's a scene that. like the kids are like doing something. I forget what it is, but he does the whole like they go to do something like what it, that was kind of reckless, or whatever. And he goes, he he says the line, he's great Scott. <laughs> just so <laughs> just like it was in our previous episode with the Karate Kid. In 2020, it was announced that they are going to be no, doing no a Broadway production no. of Back to the Future. Yeah, of course they're out of ideas. So. Uh, apparently, it's already. Didn't been- we not learn from Spider-Man? Turn off the dark. I well, mean, come on. I will say this much though: the people that they got doing the music for it, it's kind of interesting. They've got Alan Silvestri, of course, but mm-hmm. Glenn Ballard is doing the music okay. for it, which could be interesting. I mean, the guy does musicals really well. I'll give him that. But uh, he also writes angry chick music really well. Well, you know, hey, he's falling slowly. <laughs> anyway, uh, but <laughs> oh no, you're Glenn Hansford is who you're not. Glenn Ballard. I'm sorry. It Glenn, is Glenn Ballard, Ballard is the producer yeah. who produced like Alanis Morissette. Oh, and, uh, then, yes. <laughs> never mind. I got him confused. <laughs> yeah, Glenn Hansford is. Uh, yeah, fall, Yeah, yeah. No, this is Glenn Ballard. Ah, he was in the commitments. Come on. Yes. That's uh, yes. And rocked it in the commitments. Yeah. But um, and I will say this much. I know we give you a lot of crap about The Godfather. Okay. Per dollar. It did better than Godfather. This trilogy mm-hmm. is considered one of, as of last count, I think it's like either number two. It's either number one or number two. I can't Star remember. Star Wars. No. It Lord made of the more money than Star Wars, the original trilogy for Star Wars. Hmm. Uh, just because of the the juggernauts that right, those right. movies were. You gotta remember, even though Back to the Future Three was an absolute turd. It's still people yeah. still want to go see well, it again. It's especially with the six month turnaround. Yeah. between the two, where oh, yeah. it was like, oh, I get to go finish the, I get to go see the rest of the story. Yeah, people in six were months. excited about right, it at right, that right, point, right. right? And I mean, this thing is considered one of the most successful movie trilogies okay. in cinematic, and, and that history. doesn't make me angry by any stretch <clears throat> yeah. of the imagination. I mean, it's so. you know, love it or hate three, it it was necessary. You know, it it it, it wrapped the story up. Maybe in the cheesiest way possible, but you know, hey, yeah, I could do without flying local trains. And, yeah, that was a bit much, and, and you know, th- there's just so much that's wrong with three that I, we won't even get into. You mean uh, Michael J. Fox talking in a bad Irish accent? Yeah, I mean, just. Uh, Back to the Future 3 goes in the same category with 
Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, for me. Oh, where that's, I'm that's like, fighting words right no, there. No, I don't I'm think like, it was nope, Nothing bad. is as bad yes, as that. Yes, I will own them because they are part of the DVDs no. or the Blu-ray set that I bought that had all of them or whatever, but I never watched I don't, them. I no. don't think you can compare those two. No, Actually, I agree. I agree. No, you if can. you wanted to compare it to something like uh, Last Crusade, I would. I could no, see No, Crusade's that. much better. Oh, granted, but still, I would see that's more in that same caliber. No. You took a major nosedive yeah. when you went over Crystal Skull. I, see, I I would watch Back to the Future three I, before I would ever watch I have Crystal to, Skull again. I have to agree with the us arguing about Crystal Skull, but I think Alan's right on comparing it to Last Crusade. I don't think it's that good. Well, no, I no, said it. Last I didn't Crusade say it was as good. good. Crystal, I didn't say I mean, it was yeah, good. Last I Crusade is such good. a drop off. Yeah, no, I, I Chris, mean, Crystal, Last Crusade, but Crystal Skull was and the very and fact you know, that it's got Sean Connery in it. You do realize there's another Indiana Jones movie coming out next year. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I mean, all right, let's go back to to one that's I, special to me and Dave. You know, would you compare that to something like Godfather Three? Which, let's be honest, it's the weaker of all three of the series. You know, it definitely. Or, or, or Dave, here's an even better one. What about the Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> don't hurt him dave we need him for the equipment you know how much I, you hate those movies i, I hate that second movie i'm talking about the second i'm talking about the third one rise of skywalker i can deal with that one better <laughs> than i can with um the last jedi because yeah. the third one is jj abrams going back and trying to undo trying everything to fix, that ryan you know, johnson screwed up yeah 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 Screw anyway. that guy and his <laughs> filmmaking non-skills. Okay, right. is three as good as Return of the Jedi? Or as bad as Return of the Jedi, I should say. Cause no Muppets in this one. It does have that advantage. Yeah. Okay. No Muppets. No Muppets. I'd and, have to, and I'm I'd a have sucker to, for a Western, too. So I'd have to put it a step below Jedi. Not, I mean... Half a step, maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, full step. Although there is one step. thing about this that I, I absolutely love. We talked about Tom Wilson mm-hmm. and you know his stand up and his spoken word stuff. He loves to talk about this movie, but unfortunately, everybody asks him the same damn questions over and over to the point where he actually had business cards printed up with the answers like, yes, Michael J. Fox is very nice. No, we don't really stay in contact anymore. You know, the same yeah. questions everybody has. And, and when people would come up to him, he just hand him one of the cards. He is wonderful in Freaks and Geeks. And a great painter. If you've really? ever seen any of his paintings, he's really, really good. I, I, wish, I wish to God I could remember the comedian who told the story a few years back in one podcast I was listening to said he had just gotten married like a few weeks prior to this interview. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Tom Wilson, Wilson was at the, one of his buddies, you know, one of his friends was at the the wedding and the, the wedding band did power of love. Oh no. And screwed it up. Oh God. And Tom Wilson rushed the stage and took the microphone away <laughs> and said, all right, start it again and sang the entire damn song. <laughs> nice. Good for him. And from what I understand... And I guy, wish I could remember which comedian told that good story. Good for him. I was like, dude, I want to see the video of that. That's <laughs> and from what I understand, Tom Wilson is like one of the nicest right. human beings on the like planet. I said, so. He was great in Freaks and Geeks. Yes. Because he starts off as as, as the asshole gym coach and then by the time that, that series, unfortunately, only one season ends, you're like, no, he's a good guy. He's a real good guy. Yep. He's. It's just that the kids don't see it until he makes them see it. You know, type thing right. where he like starts showing compassion towards Bill and you know and different things. And it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. This is a completely different character. You know. So, right. Anyway. So, in kind of wrapping up here, I mean, normally I ask you guys, is this rewatchable? Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it rewatchable? Are rewatchable. there cringe moments on this? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I did find out, and there's, it still cracks me up seeing the scene. You were talking about the scene in the car where um, Lorraine oh, yeah. is. Okay, so apparently <laughs> the crew decided to play a prank on Michael J. Fox. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, Leah Thompson was in on it. And the bottle that she's taking a swig from actually had booze in it. Oh, wow. And Michael J. Fox didn't know that. And they got that that cut. That take that you see in the movie is mm-hmm. him taking a big swig of, of whiskey and it hitting the back of his throat and him spitting it right. out <laughs> because he didn't know that that was in there. This, you know, Leah Thompson was around prior to this. You know, she'd been, yeah. she'd been in 
you know, Red Dawn and yep. you know several other things. Yeah. This was this was her starring vehicle. Like after this is when yeah. I mean it was like she did this. And then Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. She did some kind of wonderful with Eric Stoltz. Yes. After yeah. this. Uh casual sex. Um which is actually a really good movie. Yeah. Her and uh what's her name? Victoria Jackson. Victoria Jackson. Yeah. Uh who lives and, here in Tennessee, by the way. I, she's completely batshit. Completely insane. nuts, but you know. um um and 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 it goes on eventually Caroline in the city and you yep. know and it's one of those things where it's like it really will it really did catapult her into bigger things you know yeah down the and line. I mean she's and had a very successful career she has you and know? you know and again if Leah Thompson shows up in something mm-hmm. I'm like oh I know that it's worth a watch I know that what she's doing is going to be good yeah you know the movie might be yeah. crap. But she's going to bring it no matter what, you know? Well, I mean, you could say that pretty much about anyone that was in this movie. I mean, Michael it's J. True. Fox. It's true. It's hard for me to find a bad Michael J. Fox vehicle, you know? I can't, Doc Holliday. I love Doc Holliday. Bite Doc your Hollywood, sir. not Holiday. Whatever. You know, Doc Hollywood. I love I like, that movie. I like that. Yeah. Dude, it's got uh, David um, um, Winchester from... Um, David, David Ogden Stiers. Stiers. Yeah. For, it's got Winchester in it. Well, it's nothing got, else. It's got... Bridget and Julie... Uh, what's her name? Julie... Um, Oh gosh, the the the. She was in Billy, or she was in Tommy Boy. Um, Julie. Yeah, I know you're Tommy, talking of, and I can't think of her and name. Bridget but Fonda. Bridget Woody Fonda Harrelson is. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. I, I mean, keep it's like Woody Harrelson. I know it's. It's, it's, it's mean, you know it's it's not one of those movies that I'll watch like. Well, and see every year, or even is, maybe even ten years, but like Greedy. Did you ever see Greedy? Yes. Is that the one that with every, um? It had the song Yellow. Oh, no. Oh, the oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if that's in it. It's. I know the you know, one you're talking about. The whole the thing is that like his, his great uncle he didn't uncle. know about or hadn't seen since he was a kid oh, is dying. The uncle who played the uncle? It was a uh, uh, Kirk Douglas. It was Kirk Douglas. Yeah, yes. Kirk Douglas. And it's got Livia Dabo. It's got. I mean, it's one of those when you go down the line. It's like all these people. It's like, yeah. Wow. And he is great well, in that no, movie. But, I mean, you know, again, you look at that. You and see some of my, one of my favorite Michael J. Fox movies is one that you guys have probably never heard of. It's called Midnight Madness. I've seen Midnight. Madness. I've seen. I Midnight. love yeah. that movie. Yeah. It's so hard well, to find a copy of it, but it was for Love or Money, uh, Secret of My Success. That's it. Yeah, I love Secret that of one. My Success. That was it. Uh, another incest movie. Uh, what was the one where he was playing the uh, the the Bright Lights Big City? No, the bellhop. Uh, uh, that was the uh, that was the. Um, uh, uh, that was for love of money. What or no? Uh, no. Oh, it's got what's well, got Kimberly Williams in it. Um, it doesn't have Kimberly Williams. It's got uh, Gabrielle Anwar from from Burn Notice. I mean, I know which one you're talking. I mean, one of my favorite parts that he's done here recently was that that short stint he did over at Designated Survivor. Yeah, I loved him when he was on Scrubs. That just it, oh, so I didn't see. I it didn't. killed me when he's on Scrubs. The, the the opening scene where he's he shows up and all of a sudden this heavenly light shines down upon him and he looks up and he goes, "Can you kind of turn that off for me?" And it turns out it's a janitor oh. standing over his head. We keep forgetting about Spin City. Spin City, yes, I, I, absolutely. And I mean, we didn't touch on Family Ties. We didn't touch on you know um, the Michael J. Fox show where he showed him struggling with Parkinson's during that show. Yeah. Yeah, uh, hold on. Frighteners. Yes. Oh, I'd forgotten forget about the Frighteners. Frighteners. I mean, that's a... What is the name of that? That movie I is killing re- me. It's I'm, not the I'm secret of my right. success, but I remember it. it was right around that time frame. Bright Lights, Big City, Family Ties, Casualties of War. Oh, such a hard movie to watch. Uh, the Hard Way with James Con- with, uh, 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 James Woods. That's a struggler. That's um, not a great movie, but... Oh, he was the voice in Homeward Bound. Well, not only that, he was also the voice in uh, oh, what was the animated movie that you loved? Um, I can't think of it. It was it was a Disney one. Um, Life with Mikey, greedy, um, and let's not forget Stuart Little. Oh yeah, he wasn't that one. I know we're going through. It's like uh, yeah, people are sitting there going, "Okay, why are you reading everything?" I think that Michael I J. actually I think done? it was for it's for it's for love or money. Um, is what we're thinking. Light of day, we we talked about light of day, and we, yep. and we just uh, just uh, him and Joan, right over it. Him and Joan Jet. Yeah, I mean, you it, know. it's for love or money. That's what you're is what it is. That's the one. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, that's what, yeah, that's why. So, yeah. Anyway, so I know we've we and we haven't even touched on Christopher Lloyd. I mean, come on, that dude started <laughs> off in Taxi, and you know just. 
kept getting so better. many people started off in taxi though. I know. Let's be honest. But I mean, he, he will forever be Uncle Fester to me. Exactly. And, and then I mean, there's that. You one know. of the best versions of Uncle Fester that I've ever seen. I liked him better in Family Values than I did in the original Madam Family. Well, was, let's <laughs> be honest. Family <laughs> Values was a, is a better great movie. movie. It is a better it movie. Is, yeah. And 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 one again, <laughs> I love the the weird little oddball movies that you know no one's ever heard of one of my favorite christopher lloyd ones was one called things to do in denver when you're, you're dead, dead. Mm-hmm. i love that movie the dream team yes him <laughs> michael keaton Stuart pankin yes oh that. my god oh uh don't forget um 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 young frankenstein uh, that's frankenstein frankenstein, frankenstein. christopher was uh, peter uh, peter boyle boyle yeah yep. So, yeah, I mean, that that movie is so good. Well, now that we've gone off the rails on every single cast <laughs> movie I was just, just I was sitting back waiting to see which one of you would call it. <laughs> Folks, yeah, uh, you've heard us gush about this movie. It's gone its highs, its lows, the whole sequel to it. Hit us up on Discord. Send us absolutely. emails. Let us know what you think about this movie, if it was special to you. If it was Make sure and tell these over. fools how good my... Uh, my summaries are for these movies or so. tell them how bad they are so yeah, they please. can come over and not believe Give us some how feedback bad they on are. this one because if this is the type of summary you guys want to hear trust me alan's up for it if tell not him. we will take the pen and pad away from him lorraine was down to fuck man <laughs> oh good, good lord come on uh, anyway guys I, I, I i'm afraid to mention this now but if you would go over to your podcast app and do a rating for us um please please don't make it bad and by the way i have a bit of a sneak peek coming up we may have a guest star showing up on one of our upcoming podcasts. I'm working on it. Maybe what, 30, 20, or 10? A couple of days. days something like hours, that. Or years, you know, maybe. You know, it's like just, you know. Yes, we do have a, uh, we have someone coming that we are, well, two of the three of us are, are gushing are gushing over. Absolutely um, gushing. And so, uh, we're really If you're listening forward. ahead, thank you. We're really, really looking forward to having her on the show. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait for her to hear my summary. Oh my God. <laughs> Dave and I are going to sit back with the popcorn and watch her destroy you. I, once again, I've been left out of the loop. No, baby. No, trust me. You're going to love this. I missed your birthday. This is going to make up for it. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. I'm Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And I'm Barry. <laughs> we'll see you next time. See you. After wandering around Hill Valley, Hill, excuse me, Hill Valley, and not Valerie, Hill that's a Stripper, that's, name. that's a whole other movie. <laughs> so first off, let's talk about the, uh, hello, let's talk about the casting here. Pause. What was that? Yeah.